0: Welcome to Tall Tales Podcast. Tall Tales is a live stand-up comedy show that brings you stand-up comedy and road stories from some of the biggest, funniest, and most notorious names in sports and entertainment. And we're bringing that to you. Now this is the podcast. It's a companion piece. You can check out Tall Tales at talltalespod.com, and you can get a little more in-depth by listening to this podcast. Check out the website. Check out the podcast. Leave those five-star reviews and get ready for Tall Tales.
1: What's going on guys? Not much. Tim? Can you hear me? I hear Bill, you're perfect.
0: Tim's got some technical difficulties.
1: He's in a car.
0: <laughs> you, know, you know, it wouldn't be tall tales if we didn't start off late and, and never get the tech right. <laughs> that seems to be the hallmark of this. See, Bill, imagine this. It's COVID and you have to do all of these by Zoom. (laughs) It takes us 30 minutes to get started each time.
1: Of course. Ah, I see Tim's rocking the Stranger Things shirt.
2: I like that.
0: If he ever gets audio, we get to talk with him. (laughs) I love it. I got so many questions, Bill, and one of them is about your background, but I want Tim on. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, it's the it's well, I don't know why it doesn't. That's the original shirt we did way back when and then I we did that. All right, we'll get we'll get to it eventually. Well, Bill, how are you doing this morning, man? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you, sir?
0: Good, good. I kind of feel like, Tim, I have a thousand things that I was supposed to be doing this morning that maybe I forgot half of, <laughs> so, <laughs> running around trying to... I,
1: I try to see. keep a list, but then I have to remember to look at the list. So. That's it,
0: man. I've got 12 calendars, but I keep forgetting to look at them, so it makes it a little harder.
1: Well, I'm kind of like, I, I've, I've used my notes in the iPhone for everything, pretty much, so I'm like, right. so if I things kind of bubble down in the list and i kind of have to go oh yeah when's the doctor's appointment or when is that yes when is That's that it, or, whatever yeah it's hard to pay attention sometimes <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so poor i can't even pay attention
0: man i get it i get it
1: i'm getting some texts it might be tim what's up okay mute me jody in asterisk on un. unmute me he says you did you mute him <laughs> it says he's unmuted it doesn't. Yeah, I don't see a little, little red. Eh. Oh, and he's gone.
0: That's it. he he, he kicked it. Okay, that's, that's a good
1: start. <laughs>
0: oh, he's back. Admit.
1: I'll be your new co-host. Then we'll interview whoever. That's right. right. <laughs> he's connecting it's, just, it says yeah. it's connecting. Let's see. That's right. Let's give him a
0: shot. Here we go. He is connecting. It is funny, Tim and I, you know, had to do Zoom for a little while while
1: COVID was going
0: on and to record some podcasts, and it was kind of the same thing you saw this morning. I would create a meeting, I would send it to everybody, so it would be really easy just for a one click, and then Tim needs five other (laughs) steps to get involved.
1: Yeah, it's it's better on the laptop than it is on an iPad or iPhone or something like that. Yeah, you're not kidding.
0: Apparently, you need passwords and passcodes and meeting IDs.
1: Very Still connecting to audio, his head is framed up better, so it's not chopped off. That's it. Not that it matters for this. <laughs> Maybe we'll get them. Oh no, can you can tackle the grimace there for a second. Okay,
2: oh, I'm in my first Zoom call. Oh, oh! oh! <laughs> I hear them.
0: I mean, what I, is uh, going on? Yes.
2: <laughs> my first time using a cell phone (laughs) (laughs) it seems like it all right hold on y'all give me a second because i'm gonna still try to get my earbuds in fantastic all right man i uh was at the park and now i am in a bakery parking lot because i've got to drop my six-year-old off at baking camp so i apologize for the the uh Unorganized mess of a life that I live. Let's see. That's life. All's backgrounds though. That's cool. Yeah, I was
0: just uh, asking Bill about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and folks, again, Tim's out.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not out. I'm just trying to join my uh, your video. Okay. He's still here. He's I'm still. Fun. I'm just. I, I need to try to get the Bluetooth on. Got my ten-year-old son help. All right, can y'all hear me now? Can y'all still hear me? Yeah,
0: video's on, audio's worse. Okay, then now your video's gone. <laughs> See, this is why I like to leave these in the podcast, so everybody out there knows how hard we work to get this episode out. Uh, it may be delayed by months, but <laughs> it will eventually come out.
1: <laughs> How do you transfer the, the audio from this to, how do you, how do you get it to the, uh, you use, uh, oh, which one, shoot, how do you get it to the program to get it up to the net? Oh, I use Anchor, anchor.fm. Anchor, uh, how do you get that, so this does this just create an audio file you can send that's over? It.
0: Yeah, with Zoom, it's creating video and audio and people out there that's so, what we're using yeah. today. Then we're gonna take a okay. file, do some editing, and throw it up on anchor.fm. Exactly. Check them
2: out for all your podcast
0: publication needs. Um, hopefully we'll I be feel like to we more should
2: more. welcome everybody to the podcast before y'all lose me <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're gonna, gonna let Tim to do a quick intro. We should
1: welcome you to the podcast. <laughs>
2: oh wow, you're not kidding. My co-host Bill Phillips well, <laughs> here. Yeah. We are
0: uh, joined by our guest, Tim Gonzalez. <laughs>
2: Yes, for actor now. Actor
0: extraordinaire, um, and, <laughs> and he's going to go over so what he's been up to today. No, go ahead. Yeah, do definitely do the intro, Tim, and then once you cut out again, Bill and I will continue. So go for it.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Uh, well, welcome to the Tall Tales pod. Um We are excited to be here on another um, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling episode of Nothingness. And we are so delighted today to be joined by a good friend of ours, um, uh, Mr. Mr. Bill from Bungie's Comics. Um, Bill, welcome to the show. I know you were here before anybody else, but uh, welcome.
1: Hi Tim. Hi, Hi Jenny.
2: Yeah. I was, <laughs> What's I was, up? I
1: was, you guys were so late. I was going to have to to call my lawyer, but he's in the chat yeah. here. So no
2: well, how, how was the waiting man. room? how was how was the uh the green room the waiting oh, room it's fantastic. something that we've worked hard on the donuts uh, being were retail, able to-
1: but the jelly beans were fantastic so I'm <laughs>
0: <happy>. <laughs> we aim to please <laughs> in in some aspects <laughs> apparently not timeliness um or quality but other than that <laughs> we, we try to do our best oh and there he goes okay well luckily the podcast is an audio podcast so the fact that we keep losing tim visually is okay i guess we can continue on as long as uh we can all participate i guess or not bill and i can just continue we'll do this ourselves so bill Hello, I'm here. he's here okay he's still here good so bill tell me about your background though we were talking about it a little bit earlier um how did where, what is that exactly it looks like a dragon
1: so this is a dragon we did a, a shirt in my original story years and years ago uh, a friend of ours who she was just a 16-year-old girl at the time. She was obsessed with dragons and a really good artist. And I wanted to do a shirt. I was like, "Hey, do a dragon." She drew this up and gave it to me. And she's she, you know, she's a doctor and works at the CDC now. And she's, but uh, yeah, I've I've used this a couple of times. When we came back to Griffin, we redid the shirt. And uh, Trent Schiffer from JMax came up with these. We came had this idea to do a tour, like a, like not a tour, but like tour dates on the back of it, like because I had. The McDonald's store I had sold was still in business and still called Bungie's at the time. Sure. So the, we would sell the shirts in both stores. And so the tour dates would were tour locations we have Griffin and McDonald's. And then we added all these fictional places, you know, like Asgard or wherever. I all, love the, that. all those other dates have been canceled. So it was, it was <laughs> kind of an, a goofy little idea and Trent came up with some really cool stuff. And, and I love the way it, it looked. And we yeah. used it again for the 25th anniversary of the store. He did a silver version of the dragon. So... It's uh-huh. kind of been with me been with me ever since you know from for 20 plus years
0: so. yeah man I love that and I'm curious too and obviously so thankful to have you on the show love you to death I've been shopping at your store personally yes. uh, the McDonough location and the Griffin location for years yeah. uh, but tell the, the podcast listeners what exactly you do and mm. and where you're at now and what you're all about, you
1: uh, you about these comics which is a mostly comic store we have comics graphic novels pop figures, some action figures, posters, some a few other pop culture things. Manga has been big, which is just Japanese comics lately. Uh, but I'm I've, at I've 120 East Taylor Street, right beside KFC. So if you go from church, if you go from First Baptist and then get your chicken at KFC and then come get comics from me. No, no. But I'm, I'm closed on Sunday, so that's no good. But I, I've been doing this, uh, August will be 20 years, or 20, I'm sorry, 29 years I've been in business here. Started in Griffin in 93. At uh, the late great Market Square, which was torn down when Aldi built there, but I was out of there long before that, and I uh, had, had had opened a store. McDonough. I was there from 2000 and very end of 2004 till 2017 when I sold that store to a friend of mine and uh, who had pretty much grown up in my store, and he and his buddy still run it. It's Origin Story Comics now, but I and I've been back in Griffin for over five years as of May, which seems crazy. But, uh, yeah, so off and on, I've been in one place or another for the last 29 years, almost 29 years. So. I love that, man. That's awesome. I,
0: I'm, a, I'm a huge comic book fan. I always have been since I was a little kid. Yeah. Superman is what got me into it. Right. Um, and then over the years, as I've matured, I still love my comic books, but I have branched out into other things. I still love Superman, but I don't really follow the comic anymore. Yeah, um, It's more like... Um, I guess non-traditional comic stuff. So it's not superhero based anymore. You know, it's like why the last man and uh, things right. like that. So I've really loved it though. And I'm a huge wrestling fan too, man. And I've loved seeing over the past couple of just, it feels like months, a lot of wrestling theme comics um, about Tony Schiavone's like autobiography kind of thing that was done. But yeah. Butts and seats. Love that. Um, I found some like, wrestling encyclopedias of some like old school like wrestling stories um and uh, i don't know it's been cool I, I love blending those two things together the old school wrestling and comic books i've really enjoyed that and i'm hoping that continues i, I don't know how it will but i'd love to see a, a lot more uh, you know a lot more of the old school guys coming out and maybe doing that i've read a lot of biographies and autobiographies too but i just love the graphic now
1: well, this, as, as we record this, the, the week this is, you know, we're recording it. Right. I've got a new book coming out today called Do the Powerbomb, which is uh, Daniel and Johnson, who's this really cool indie creator who's been around, been kind of hitting cool book after cool book the last few years. Did a book for, called Extremity for Image and uh, Murder Falcon. He's done. He did a Beta Ray Bill comic for Marvel and the Wonder Woman comic for DC that was fantastic. But this looks just, it looks great. I've not had a chance to read it yet yeah there's a lot of the I mean a lot of the creators are like us they grew up in the same you know same era and they're like wrestling fans and they want to put that into comic form sometimes and there have been a a few through the years but this one I'm really hopeful for I think it's gonna be great
0: awesome that's fantastic I'm excited about it Tim I, I know you're not huge into comics man but um what about the wrestling comics the wrestling graphic novels you think that's something you might
2: get into yeah, well, what I was going to say is, like, you've been a long-time customer of Bills, sure. uh, various locations. Um, I have been a long-time um, browser.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody says. I'm the best browser, really. Yeah,
2: Come in, and I will look at everything, and I will tie up the employees there, and um, – with all my questions and then I will go back and contemplate. It's so overwhelming. There is so much to take in that you don't know where to get started, but um, I was able to go in this last time and Bill really got me straight on Blue Beetle, which was awesome. Um, But I, yeah, I I think wrestling. And so, yes, like, um, I actually really liked the wrestling Scooby-Doo that they did a while back. And, um, they you know where they they you know scooby and and the gang had an adventure with uh wrestlemania and i thought that was pretty cool so anything along the lines of that even if it's in like comic book form then for sure but you know like i like the classic wrestlers i like uh i like a lot of the guys from the 80s and and even some of the 90s so anything that that brings those guys back
0: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely man um I'm excited to kind of see where all that goes. Like I said, I love the nostalgia stuff. That's more my wheelhouse just because my love of the nineties and WCW. Um, so I would love to see more of that taking place, but I don't know. I know it takes money, it takes time and it takes the desire uh, to do that. Cause I think there are plenty of wrestlers just around Georgia who have amazing careers in history, but there's really nothing, you know, in terms of like, a, I don't know, in, a, in a historical account, whether it's a book or a podcast or a comic book kind of telling their tales. And I think there's a lot of wrestlers in Georgia alone that could just have some incredible stuff to put out there. Um, maybe if they just had the desire, maybe the time to do it. I don't know. Tim and I know a few, and maybe we'll keep barking up that tree and see if that goes anywhere. <laughs> yeah.
1: Georgia and Florida have always been full of wrestlers.
0: Yeah, you're not kidding, man. Um, you know, I know recently uh, moved away, but you know, Tommy Rich for years lived in Griffin, man. And um, Tommy's such a great guy and has done a lot of events with us for tall tales and different wrestling promotions and shows and just being a good person and a friend. So um, I've enjoyed getting to know Tommy and um, hopefully people like that will be able to tell their stories and get those out there because some incredible stuff when you get to when you get a chance
1: to listen to it. So
0: I've enjoyed that though. Someone
1: do a comedy show with a headliner that is a wrestler where we could hear these stories.
0: I know, if only.
1: (laughs) If only someone would do that.
0: If only that were something we could do. You know what? I honestly would love Tall Tales to get back um, to doing live shows. Um, And honestly, even if it wasn't comedy and a headliner, maybe if it was just like you're saying, Bill, maybe even a scaled down, hey, just a headliner, and yep. it's just an old-school wrestler sitting around telling some stories in a bar or a coffee shop or what have you. Right. It could be a lot of fun, man. And, we, and we've and we got several folks I think would be willing to do it. Um, so I don't know. Well, it's something we need to think about, something we definitely need to look into. Um, COVID is still there, but obviously the world has moved back into interactions with people and events are ongoing. So yep. now it's just finding the time and, and honestly the location to do it. Um, you know, I got this new office building with the Sellers Law Firm. We're very excited about that. And we have space, but not really a venue space. So, so you know, it's something we need to find. I'd love to find a local spot that could kind of partner with us and maybe do some things like that. Cause I think it's a huge market. Um, I think it's a, a powerful market just in terms of the people who are interested in it, but you've got to be able to put out a quality product at the same time. So,
1: you know, put some it. chairs in your parking lot and have the have the guest up on your little porch on the back.
0: Hey, I mean, honestly, <laughs> we could certainly do that, especially if it was a you know scaled down event. Or
1: we just pop the fence into the stadium behind yeah. us. Know. <laughs> That's it. <Absolutely>, man. <laughs> Big venue. Okay with that. Fill that one up. <laughs>
0: I think we can make something happen. I mean, you we know, we have plenty of uh plenty of ideas. So I mean, certainly we can come up with something. We
2: could start with something like Bill's band. Yes. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Bill. Yeah. We go got ahead. enough set up for Ben, I mean Bill and his whole band on the back porch. So, hey, the front, on the front porch. maybe not all the instruments, but <laughs> yeah, the front porch.
0: Make it a lawn thing. Bill tell us about that too, man. That I saw that pop up on Instagram. I started following the Tell us
2: about the origin. He's got shirts, Jody. He's got that's shirts that's and that's if that's we were going to do this in person, then I was hoping that we could show these shirts, but
1: so the the band is is I, it's my friend Jay. The first the first week I was opening Griffin August, I opened August second nineteen ninety three, in the Griffin location. The first week, this little kid came in every day of the week with his with his mother brought him or his father brought him every day that week. The little had a little rat tail little Pittsburgh Pirates cap, little eleven year old cute little kid, and uh, he's been with me ever since, sort of. So Jay kind of grew up in the store playing playing card games and hanging out and reading comics and just he's he's been a constant presence we became friends through the years and would always go out and do things together with our kind of our group that developed at that store and uh jay is his his family is very musical anyway and uh he's been in several bands through the years some really really good ones and uh he i, I actually went to the show they did a show at the the when the Jailhouse had the place where we had a couple of the comedy things too. And when Jailhouse Brewing still that, which I love that venue, really cool. And I was like, we were leave, I was leaving that after he's seen his show with his uh, father-in-law's in group. And I'm like, you know, Jay, we've always, we'd always joked about making a band sort of, I don't know. And so I was like, well, let's do it. And he's like, okay. So I just created a Facebook page. We didn't even discuss the name. I just called it. I said, okay. They're every band name you can think of. Is already taken it doesn't matter what it is or how crazy it is you know uh so i was like we'll just call ourselves Jay and bill's unnamed band project and if we think of a good name later we can change it uh, and so i created this facebook page invited people you know with no real idea what this would actually be if it would ever turn out to be anything and it took us about 25 days until we got the chance to sit down and try to play something and we I did various little contests and like, you know, I've always written poetry. So I was like, give us a song title and I'll write lyrics. So I had, did a few of those or give us uh cover song suggestions. And so out of those cover song suggestions, I think the first one we did was uh, country boy can survive. And so Jay came into the store one Tuesday after he'd gotten off work. And I usually close, I closed at five to put up the new comics for the week. So he came in at like six o'clock. We sat here for an hour and he picked, he tried to figure out how to play the song and I tried to figure out how to sing it. And we did this little acoustic version. And, and so when we had, the, we had the audio, and so like, well, what, how do we present this? You can't just put an audio file on Facebook or whatever and really have anything. So we like need some visual. So I decided to make a video for it and just took, I went on the internet and grabbed pictures to illustrate various parts of the song. And they were all very silly. Actually, it wasn't, I'm sorry, it wasn't Country Boy Can Survive. It, a, it was Red Right Hand, the Nick Cave song. So, and there's a bit where, so I took things like, there's a bit where uh, the, the, the line, we said something about the edge. Uh, and so I, I took a picture of edge from WB and um, uh. when the word edge pops up, I popped up edge. And this is a bit where it says across the stack, across the tracks, something that has, has the word stacks in it. So I grabbed, there's like the Pringle sort of uh, chips that are stacks there's a picture of a stack scan, just stupid goofy things and i made this little video for and put it up and you know it it, did it did okay so and we were happy with the way it turned out uh but so we've been kind of we do tuesday sessions every once in a while like that and every every now and then he'd come out to the house on a sunday and we'd actually sit down but he doesn't want i just i just kind of do my best to sing we started out he's like i'm not a guitar player i'm like i'm not a singer so that's a perfect way to start a band right so, he, but he, he does a little one man band thing when he was set up at the house where he's got a bass drum in his right foot, a hi hat with a tambourine thing on the top on the left, and he plays bass guitar, usually electric bass or sometimes acoustic, but he doesn't do much you know, acoustic wise. He often has this little foot tambourine thing, which we probably overdo. But yeah, so I've been, we've been making, you know, we get together and do a lot of covers and occasionally something original. Like I rewrote the lyrics to, Folsom Prison Blues to be about Harry Potter It's as, you know, so this as it's like him taking the train back to 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 Hogwarts. How did I like, miss that? It's one of the very first so like I've got oh, okay. uh, our YouTube page has got everything's on the YouTube page. It's probably easier just to go see the videos there. Yes, absolutely. On the, on the Facebook page, I do this, it's kind of goofy now, but I was doing it every day. I was writing this diary. So I'm like, Dear diary, you know, band, band diary, day, whatever and we're getting close to a thousand a thousand days will be this thursday actually so uh and i'll and i'll whatever i'll write something and i was doing that every day and it kind of got to be too much and then it was wednesday sunday and now i pretty much just mostly do sunday except for special things but uh yeah that was one of the first ones but as the pandemic started which was not long into us being a, a band quote unquote uh we, we just didn't you know feel that comfortable getting together and it was harder or whatever and uh, we could stay away from each other, but still, uh, Jay's very contagious. And uh, so Jay got to the point where he would just, he would be like, and he had done this before, where he would send me like, here's a riff and a chorus bit, and I would write to that, and then we kind of figure out the structure. But then he got to the point where he was sending me completed pieces of music, like here's a two, three-minute, four-minute song, whatever. And I would, whatever, that, that puzzle, I had to figure out what words went with that and what that inspired in me. So we started writing what we call Blind Originals, and we've done a ton of those. So that's, that's, we still do that mostly. And it, he comes, I don't know what inspiration hits him, but he'll, he'll send me a batch. He was like, oh, here's seven songs. And he won't, he won't pick up a guitar for, for two more months until he sends me the next batch. So, but I fiddle around with them. I write the words. I try to sing them and record them on the, there's a, uh, the app that comes on all the Apple stuff. That's a garage band, which is pretty simple. Even an idiot like me can use it. So but, uh, yeah, I have a blast. I mean, it's, it's one of the most fun, uh, fun things I've ever done. I've always written poetry, and this is kind of like it's, it's poetry and it's puzzles, and it's as figuring it. It's like the, the sculptor who says you just chip away everything that doesn't look like whatever you're sculpting. It's kind of like that with a song. Sometimes this he sent me one recently. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling here. Not you guys no, talk. not at all. But uh, he sent me a piece, and like I said, his father-in-law, he was in a band with before, really great harmonica player. And they had gone down there to visit with family. And he just picked up an acoustic guitar and Jerry started playing harmonica. And they sent me this thing. and it's just like two minutes and it just absolutely wailed. I'm like, okay. And I, before I got through listening to the first time, I, I knew that the song was called Corn Liquor. I have no idea why, but I, I have, you know, I don't, I don't, I've never run a still or, you know, I've had a sip of moonshine, but that's about it. <laughs> but, but I was like, this song is about, it's called Corn Liquor. And I wrote the song and it's like, it was like, it wrote itself. It was, it was just like, it was in, it was in that music, and I just had to find it and, and figure it out. But, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's so much fun for me. I, I love it.
0: I love that, man. That's awesome. I just like seeing people, too, who are just passionate about their interests and what yeah. they do. Um, so that's, that's incredible. I wish I could sing. I wish I could play an instrument. Tim's in the choir at church, um, and I have enjoyed getting to, to go to that church over the past couple of months now with my wife. And uh, I really would love to do that, but I don't have the confidence any longer to get, to get up anywhere and sing. And,
1: and for me, like I say, I'm, I don't I don't consider myself a great singer, but I I was in chorus from eighth grade on. Sure. And I, I always joked that I was there because I was I could move pianos and, and risers and stuff. So I was just muscle, but I had a, I had a blast in doing that. And even then, we would do. I remember when I was we had tenth 10, our high school then was tenth through twelfth here and when i was going to the 10th grade we had some performance we we got a few of us got together and practiced something to go sing for some ladies music club thing in griffin i can't remember what it was we went playing at the library and we were we really didn't have our stuff together yet we had had not practiced (laughs) enough so when it came time for us to get up there and perform i just kind of for whatever reason i just um mistelling the chorus director she announced this we're going to be singing something whatever the song was and i just kind of stuck my head out and said unrehearsed which is kind of which everybody laughed and it broke the tension and even though it might not have been the best performance ever it was fun just because i mean that it set the stage weird but yeah no i love that though i I always love the chorus yeah the bad thing is i can't remember i can't remember the words even the words i write Uh, because you always have your little book there you can you know so yeah, and we have not performed live officially yet, so. will oh, see like...
0: now the the porch idea in our office is sounding even better. <laughs> you
1: we've, we've talked about various things, and well, again, there used to be, you know, and I don't know how, who's doing open mic at this point, but right. we're like, oh, we'll do an open mic and do a couple of songs, yeah. And then that, that dried up, so we're like, nah, screw it. So we became we became a COVID band or whatever call <laughs> a quarantine band.
0: I got that, man. That's crazy. You know, the the three people in this podcast right now have all been in high school choir. So That's cool. maybe,
1: maybe this is the beginning Tim, All right. of a new uh, music trio. Here, let's, I don't let's, know. let's try, let's, let's do a little three series. Hello. 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 There you go. We're oh, in. That that <laughs> <laughs>
0: we've got a band. <laughs> well, Hey, we'll do an open mic night and it'll be uh Bill's group. And then three of us. So we have two acts. and then, Tim, <laughs> you can do comedy by yourself. That'll be a third act. And basically we've got a show. So <laughs>
2: all right well we just gotta get yeah we've right. got yeah we've got a traveling road yeah. show
1: catch our tickets That's on event bright Eventbrite. Well, i can make that happen <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey speaking of event bright i'm hoping this comes out before the event but we do have a new event we're excited about um uh, an idea that tim and i started at this point oh feels like three years ago maybe but a charity event for operation lunchbox <laughs> it's three or four years because of covid oh yeah uh, but it's, uh, it's an Operation Lunchbox event to raise money for them. It um, benefits, obviously, their charity, but all the school kids in our local community, Spalding County, and other communities around us. It involves um, a great guy named Michael Wilson. He's a professional cosplayer, and he impersonates or cosplays the character Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead, and he goes by the name Mick Grimes. Um, looks uh, so much like Andrew Lincoln, it's scary. For so, certain angles, you can't tell the difference. I swear. I,
1: do you End know if they've art. met? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But have, have they met?
0: I don't know if they've actually met each other. Um, I don't know if Andrew Lincoln is big on the the Comic Con scene, but I do know that you know that Mike has met several actors from the show. Um, who have come up to, you know, Walker Stalker and all these different cons you see around Georgia and the country. Uh, But Mike is amazing. He's donating his time for this event. It's going to be a meet and greet. So if you're a Walking Dead fan, a zombie fan, a a comic book fan, um, just a pop culture fan, this is an event for you. Meet Mick Grimes, get a photo, get some autographs. He's going to have some merch there you can buy directly from him. And also I'm excited because our very good friend, Feel like a brother, Tim Gonzalez is gonna be there as well. And Tim has quietly been doing some of the coolest stuff in the world. Um, and I can't talk about it. I'm not gonna say anything about it on the air. Oh, I can, can talk, talk about it. About
1: it. Why I not? didn't I didn't sign an NDA, he's told me stuff and I'm ratting him out right now. I don't
2: remember <laughs> signing an NBA, to be honest with you. I just hurry up and check the bo- like you scroll to the bottom, you hit the thing <laughs> that gets you to the bottom, so you don't even scroll anymore. Right. Or you just do like the, um, the docu sign, you know, you just like <laughs> oh just God. tap and go, just put your fingerprint and you're done.
0: That's what every lawyer wants to hear. I didn't read it. I just signed it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's hard to read that, you know, two to print while you're driving on your phone screen. So you just gotta, Ooh. you just gotta trust, trust that they have your best interest at heart. Right. Like that's right.
0: absolutely well and here's the other thing too
2: especially when i I'll, and i'll speak directly to the walking dead
0: when they're filming it's not a secret it's all over the place it's in public view a lot of the stuff they're doing it's not in a warehouse under security it's on a public street you know it's it's well, blocked off but and, you can see it
1: and i think maybe because of that they've been they've been very good with the public far as i know it's, absolutely I, mean, I was in nick and norman's as a restaurant and you know they <laughs> they have the Norma and and uh, Greg Nicotero in the restaurant right. you know they're in the public
2: yeah exactly I think, I think as it's gone on um I think it had its height where it was the biggest thing in the world and I on on the uh production side like I've heard the horror stories of Like, you've got to turn over your phone. It literally isn't anywhere near set or anything. Like, you actually have to physically hand it over. Um, Just because all the secrecy and the privacy that they want to keep with it and how they've sued someone for leaking stuff. So, you know, I think that
1: (laughs) Tim is morphing into a robot. He is.
2: Got a little bit of a stutter developing. (laughs) Things have gone on. Um, I think hold on can y'all hear me now yeah yes
1: you were you were just okay. on auto-tune for a while
2: yeah that's why i didn't want to talk yet because i'm in this weird place between like locust grove McDonough, griffin right known as the four-way i don't know what this area is technically like who claims it the bermuda
1: the, where the kangaroo is there yeah yes <laughs> it's an actual kangaroo that's the cool part you know yeah <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, think, I, I think I'm think i better
2: now. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think that they just, I think they got a lot more relaxed with a lot of that stuff um, because I know, you know, this last season, you know, and, and maybe just people have changed so much. Like everyone has their phone in their hand. So you don't know. It's just like going to church. You know, like it would be, it was easy to judge someone like to be like, wow, you know, why are they on their phone? We're at church. But maybe that's where their Bible's at. Maybe that's how they're keeping notes. Like, so- you see it everywhere now. It's just become so much more commonplace. So I feel like they got a lot more relaxed with a lot of the stuff. But those masks, the the foam masks, I mean, are ten thousand dollar masks. So um, you know, you would understand why they would they would be very very strict about a lot of the stuff. Um, I think someone had said this last season one got missing. Someone walked off with a mask. So. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it was easy to identify when they're filming and where.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I guess since we're sort of on that topic, I have been dying to know. So um, I'm sure our 12 listeners would love to know as well. What can you tell us, if anything, about The Walking Dead experience? Can you talk about it? Um, And if you can't, then pretend I didn't ask you about it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I would just... How was that O.J. book that he wrote? Like, if if I did it, <laughs> if, I, if, if I was going to tell you anything about it, I would tell you um, it wasn't what I what I thought as far as the horror stories. Okay. And when you hear some of those horror stories and I'm not mean like watching it and being scared or the, 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 right. the graphicness of the show. I mean, the physical toll. Well, you're out in the middle of the woods for hours on end. You know, it's hot, or it's cold, or it's wet, Everybody or it's whatever. close, and, and you're just again, you're in the middle of nowhere. Do what?
0: Kind of like Tim is now. You,
2: you're you're breaking <laughs> up and robot stuttering again. <laughs> Man, this was the worst idea for me. <laughs>
0: it's making a
1: great podcast.
0: <laughs>
2: for something that's i never would have thought i'd say this but i'm almost so close to griffin and i'll be good once i get to griffin
1: oh man the 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 listener count just went down to 11 they're really turning (laughs) off for the listeners tim damn that's right oh party pardon my swear
0: everybody's everybody's shutting it off
1: now (laughs) running
0: away (laughs) like you listen to this podcast you're
1: you're in for the i didn't know they had a robot on the on the group here (laughs)
2: Things you never think you would say. I think I'll be good once I get to Griffin. I'm almost <laughs> to Griffin.
0: That's right. It'll be better once I get to Griffin.
2: Like yes, to everything will be here. good. <laughs> I love that. That's no, right, but I think that, I think that the just the, the filming, the, um, the toll that filming takes on me, sure. I think that I, I didn't want to be a part of it earlier on because I, you know, I wasn't a super fan to where like I didn't care about standing out in the middle of the woods at 3.30 in the morning when it's cold or wet or whatever, because I want to be part of the show so bad. And I know that sounds terrible to say, but like I know people who would have done anything in the world physically to be on the show. Um, and so I think that kept me from really moving forward with having the opportunity to be on it. But man, once I did, it wasn't like that. They, they take really, really, really good care of you. Um, they make sure that you're hydrated. And, you know, they, it's, it wasn't that bad. So I'll say that. But um, what else can I say? Man, it is, it's unlike anything else because every, you're surrounded by dead people. You're surrounded by zombies. Everyone, you know, you're surrounded by all these people in character. And then you're put in a set that's apocalyptic looking. And so it's so easy to get lost in it and to be in character, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you look around, I mean, like, I mean, you can't see when you're dressed as a zombie. You, you literally cannot see. So it's okay that you're stumbling around almost like a, like a drunk sort of, um, you know, stumble. Um, it, that's okay, that's kind of part of it. Um, so I don't know, man, it's really, really easy just to get caught up in it um, w- when you're on set. And Can I ask, are, go
1: ahead. Are, are, you, are you a method walker? So do you like fast for a while so you feel hunger for brains?
2: Yeah, so I've become a method once we started working overnights. So I'm like, you know what? It's okay <laughs> that I look like death. I'm not gonna worry about how puffy my eyes are and tired and just haggard I feel because I'm 40 trying to spring back you know like all these hours of uh, <laughs> doing this on no sleep it's okay i'm supposed to be dead
1: and they see i'll say this committed
2: the first day i got on set um we were not necessarily running behind but they were ready to get right to it like the cameras everything was set they were ready so as soon as the zombies and everybody was out of makeup they were ready to film the scene and so When all of us walkers got on set and they placed us, you know, we're in the middle of this parking lot uh, at this old hospital in Noonan, and so you don't really know what's going on because you weren't there for the rehearsal. So, like, what direction? Where's the cameras? Who's going where or what? Like, what's going on? And so, I was placed like right at this door, and once we said action, I we're you know, um, Daryl Revis is going through in the door. So you're we're going that direction and I didn't know that I didn't know how to walk like like a zombie (laughs) walker like so you're there you're standing there waiting for them to say an action and it hits you for the first time you're like okay what does this look like how's this going to play out what do I do with my body once he says action and so I went like this rigor mortis route I mean I just sort of got real tight and and just very small movement and like, I got all the way to the door and, um, what's his name? Um, uh, the producer, um, uh, geez. Nicotero or, uh... yes, yes. Nicotero he's, he's right inside the door behind the cameras. And once they say cut, he looks up. And again, I can barely see, but like, by the time we got there, you just kind of, they, they say it's called the Walker shuffle. You just kind of like doing it in place. If you can't go any further. So you just continue to do it till they say, cut. So he says, cut. And he's like, okay. And he's like right in my face. He says, all right, less Michael Jackson thriller and more drunk amoeba. And I was like, got it. And I just remember turning around, like walking back to uh, thinking drunk amoeba, drunk amoeba, but still not knowing what that looks like. So, Yes, they help you. You you, um you learn real quick. There's two things that they say what a walking dead walker must be doing. And that is chin down and shoulders down. So you're just kind of like, you know, so it's not this. It's more, you know, like you can't, you know, you're not stiff at all, you're very loose, but your head's down and you're just kind of. But not drunk. So there's a lot of this, but not that, but this, but nothing. But you figured out.
0: That sounds intense, man. Um, but also well, yeah, at it the is same intense time. <laughs> because
2: all of a sudden you're standing on like what like I said, was like the biggest show in the world. People come from literally all over the world to a town that wasn't on the map a few years ago, and you're just like
1: and he's gone. And Tim's out of here. All right.
0: So, um, yeah, if if any of you are still listening to this podcast, we've been listening to a thrilling tale, and I'm I'm not being funny. It is exciting to listen. I've always wanted Tim to tell me more uh, Yeah. he can not when he's filming. Uh, But of course, the one day he decides to do it, he's driving through the Bermuda Triangle, (laughs) and uh, we've got no service. So, Tim has been cut off again. Uh, I would assume at some point he might try to jump back on. So, We'll see, um, but can't blame that one on Tim. Tim's got three amazing kids. He is definitely right. father of the year, just about every year, I believe, because that man does everything for his kids nonstop, and that's what he was doing. He was at a park. He was transporting them to camps. He's, yep. he's kind of all over the place. So um, if he comes back, <laughs> we'll jump back into to Tim's story. Uh, Bill, I'm kind of curious, though. I, not really the same thing as what Tim was talking about, but uh, pop culture adjacent being at the comic book store and having it for so many years, I've always seen um, in, in usually bigger markets, of course, signings at comic book stores, whether right. it's comic book writers or, or illustrators, artists that, you know, maybe wrestlers, you know, or people that pop up in film and TV. Have you ever had people like that at your store? Has that ever happened?
1: It, it's very rarely. We had, uh, so at the original store in Griffin, we did have I had this guy that contacted me who, I think he was like a, a newspaper cartoonist or something and had done this. Okay. Comic. He was like, Hey, can I come to a, a free signing interest? I'm like, okay, cool. He came, he did sketches for, I mean, only a few, I mean, nobody really knew who he was and that sure. just, he only ever did that one comic.
2: Okay. I mean, like wow.
1: Para Parademono or something really nice guy. And the comic was kind of cool, Okay. And he did, but he did sketches for all the people that were, that, that show up. And it, it was super nice. That was just kind of a random thing. I got. You. Uh, I never had had a ton of contacts, sure. but in my McDonald's store, Drew Geraci, okay. who was a really good inker for uh, mostly for DC, but okay. for uh, for Cross-Gen and some for Marvel as well, he was a regular. Lives, I think, he's in Jonesboro area. Awesome. And he would he would come by and we would shoot the breeze. And so one year he did uh, a signing for us on Free Comic Book Day, and he awesome. came and he did some sketches and he uh and 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 so and uh, Dexter Vines when I started getting comics there were two distributors in Atlanta two, they or Capital and Diamond were the two big distributors still and they each had warehouses in Atlanta and Dexter was just like I, I think right out of high school was working there and you and every they had these tables they would sort the comics on or have the comics on to pick our, our orders and he had drawn all over those tables and you like knew this guy was going to be a good artist and so of course he's gone on he worked on Civil War yeah he, Ed McGinnis and Steve McNiven, you know, he was their anchor for a while on anything they did. So yeah. McGinnis did Superman, Batman, or Batman, whichever one it was. He'd, he'd inked that with McGinnis, a lot of stuff with them. And Civil War is the big one that it was Steve McNiven. Yeah. That's, you know, so he's, he's, he he came into the signing one, uh, one free comic book day as well. There, you there might have been, I don't think there's anybody anybody else really. Sure. So that's, a, that's, that's pretty much it. I
0: love that though, man. That's so cool.
1: Were, was both, both great guys and i kind of had a at least a little personal relationship with yeah he was more friends with my dad who would always pick up the comics for me so he would, <laughs> he would ask every time i'd see him oh, how's henry doing And we'd, we'd chat you know
0: uh-huh i love that man that's so awesome you know it's comics to me are just it was something that I always um made me feel like i don't know happy as a kid i always loved reading yeah. but i loved drawing more and that's why comics i just thought were so cool right like, when I got into them, I could almost care less about what the actual words said. I was more into the art. Man. That's what I wanted to I see. Was,
1: I was the exact same way. I always loved books, but I didn't always necessarily read them. Sure. I was fond of the I mean, and when I was in second grade, we had uh, or third grade, rather, we had this deck of cards. It was like a, just a memory game called. It was author cards. Okay. So you had you you'd, you'd have them dealt out face down, and you would be like, oh, "Here's James Fenimore Cooper," and it would have you know in whatever, whatever title it had associated with him, and Charles Dickens and, you know, Tale of Two Cities or whatever. And so I, I was kind of obsessed with those books then. Right. And this sci- the early sci-fi stuff, Jules Verne, and I was, I was really drawn to those. But I didn't read the real ones. I mean, in third grade, I guess I didn't read the real full novels. I was, but they had, like, little kitty condensed right. versions. Of those. Yeah. I read those a lot. But with comics, yeah, it was definitely the art that drew me in. And I had an older brother who... David's four and a half years older. And when one year he gave me comics for I anyway mean, we always had comics kind of around the house anyway. Sure. And then he gave me a bunch. And I I'd kind of, but I was definitely more into the art. So George Perez, who just passed, oh, you know, yeah. the great George Perez, he he was one of the, the first artists I really kind of glommed onto. And I was like, wow, this guy is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I followed him anywhere he went pretty much. Yeah. And, uh <clears throat> but yeah, I, I the, as as I got older, the especially as the writers got better, I mean, there were there sure. were great writers of comics then, but as Alan Moore and those oh invasion, sure. and, you know, gave us Neil Gaiman and Grant Morrison and all these dudes, uh, that the writing became more important. I, mean, I still love the art, but the, I, I I preach writers and I follow writers.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, you know, but whatever, whatever. There's there's no wrong way to collect comics, honestly. Yeah, absolutely, so, man. I do get frustrated by these guys who only buy like one book and they get every they have all these multiple covers. Why don't you buy seven different comic books instead of the same book seven times with one with different covers? (laughs) I I just that's just me. I'm like I want more stuff to read, and I've got more to read at the house than I'll ever be able to read, probably. (laughs) I
0: love that. On a a prior episode, Tim and I were talking about something, and I mentioned my uh, my comic book habit that I've tried to kick a little bit. Which is probably why you don't see me in your stores often anymore. Uh,
1: I'm gonna contact to, my lawyer about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real, man. I got to the point where I was I was variant crazy, and it was yeah. it was getting scary. So I, that's what I was doing. Like they'd come out with eight different covers. I know when the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers new book oh, came really? out, and they had the helmet on the front. Sure. I had I wanted all six. I wanted yeah, no. I wanted every helmet. So, <laughs> uh, but thankfully, I'm out of that. It was kind of weird. I made a New Year's resolution a couple of years ago. And I said, I'm going to stop buying, because I was spending too much money. I love them to death. Yes. There's got to be a budget, obviously. And I was probably spending, no, I wasn't spending money on anything else. So yeah. that was my frivolous spin. But I've tried to cut back, trying to cut back to paperbacks, tradebacks. But also, too, I've collected so many over the years that truly, oh, Tim's trying to come back. Hold on, Tim. I was not. <laughs> I was not able to actually read everything that I had. For so sure. I've now got several bookcases that I'm actually going through. I have bought the books. I want to read them. I've always wanted to. So I'm trying to get through those things now and try to stick with that. I'll still buy a new one every now and then. So I'm still going to pop up and, and show my face, but I'm trying to read through the actual library I have
1: amassed. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I've got so many things to read that I'm just like, that's my retirement plan. I, yeah, right. I can't, I mean, I could probably do this forever, but mm-hmm. I'm like, at some point I want to build a Sit around the house and react, relax exactly. with a good book, absolutely. and I've got a lot of them. So hopefully, yeah, I've got a lot of good books. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, man. Uh, in comics too, you mentioned getting into them and the art and stuff. Jim Lee was what did it for me. You know, because I was born in '85, so you know, early '90s. You know, I'm eight, nine years old, and seeing his stuff in Wildcats uh, or uh, Wildstorm was just incredible to me. And then I followed Jim Lee um through the years too and i'm not a batman fan but i love when he draws batman so you know i'll I'll pick up things like that Um, definitely have gotten more into story as well but for me still if i pick up a book and i'm not hooked by the art it's gonna be hard to make me read it just because it might be a great story and i I hate to say that
1: yeah it's kind of like what gets you in the door for sure
0: absolutely yeah don't judge a book by its cover but with comic books i always do (laughs) because the art's got to hook me man that's it
1: It's it's crazy to me because especially with all these variant covers, they do so many that some of them are a detriment. I think to the book. There's an artist that's been I've I've been kind of griping about with my retailer buddies. Every time they this artist is really talented, but they have this one particular style that is so angular and so off putting to me. I can't stand it, and I'm like I would never pick up that book, even if it's a book I want to read. Right. I'm going to get the other cover to avoid. It's not I'm not. It's the lesser of two evils, basically. So oh my gosh he's in the woods
0: oh the third person on this podcast who do we have joining us back
2: back for the fourth time
1: just in time to wrap up the podcast (laughs) awesome great talking to you tim
2: i know i'm sorry so can we start the podcast now yeah should i hit record should i should i start it now dude I'm, so my phone died like right when I said well, I'd, I'd be good once I got to Griffin. It's like my phone died. Oh
0: my so, God! What happened to
2: him? Man, I've got a gas station charger right now that I'm I'm doing life on. So you know how spotty that is. So it just wouldn't <laughs> charge my phone for me to text and say, Hey, I'm almost home. Hang on. But uh, well, if, if, if I have no book. virtual anything, like I'll never make it in the metaverse. Like I've just gotta. I'm just old school now. Like if I'm not in person, it, it's just gonna be trash.
0: Oh, Tim in the metaverse. That'd be fun to see.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd be lost. Oh man. <laughs> well, yeah, we, uh, we kind of took a swerve from the, uh, the walking dead and we're just kind of talking comics and, and art and kind of getting into it. Um, but I am curious, Tim, and if you can't say anything, just start waving your arms like crazy. In addition to the walking dead, I see you've got a shirt on. Um, that you may have also appeared in is that something you might be able to mention it is
2: streaming it's airing now so it's it's right. on you can you can find me you can try to find me <laughs> uh, it is uh man it is who my wife fell asleep the other night um she wasn't feeling good and so she okay. filled, missed a few minutes of the last episode that's currently out right so she went back and rewatched it last night and um Man, she's the one that really kind of got me into the show, like, actually watching it. Uh, And, man, she's she is just, like, she thinks it's the greatest show. Like, they just keep doing better. Um, Wow, okay. I had a hard time the first episode. I just felt like it was, like, really long, really wasn't getting anywhere. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't like it as much at first. But, like, as this season has gone on, um the story and its expandingness um i'm i like it i'm getting it um filming it man it was some tough days um hot all the covid protocol you can possibly imagine but it's funny because i was talking about this the other day on a different production the blue beetle that's being filmed and a lot of the same PAs, a lot of the same grips and cameramen, it's it's crazy. A lot of them on the main unit, on, so like the first shift, um, were from Stranger Things. On the night shift, on the second unit, which is mostly stunt guys, they were all on The Walking Dead. So I really got an opportunity to reconnect with a lot of these people that, through COVID... And because of much smaller crews and and just people in general, you got got to have a completely different sort of relationship with because there's only so many of y'all and you're with each other 14 hours a day. So it was really neat. One of the things that I forgot all about was on Stranger Things, we were filming in this trailer park in Sunnyside and... The, the trailer park where Max lives and the girl is murdered in the beginning. Sorry, spoiler alert, but it's the first episode. <laughs> well, we it. haven't told them what show so, it is. Did so I spoiler. mention
1: I haven't watched the season yet?
2: So the, hear, I'm yeah, <laughs> it's the first episode, so I, I'm not giving away too much. But, okay. um, but yeah, that was in Sunnyside, and so, but it's this massive, massive mobile home community. And it's it's tucked way off the road. It's not one people are thinking like right off of 1941 anything. It, it's really hidden. Um, but so we were out there like three weeks. There was hundreds of cats that make production so tricky because you have to be quiet once they're rolling and say action. And then you've got like these stray cats that just sort of just like race and dart out from behind a car or under a home, or, you know, they're fighting or they're in heat. It was literally everything you can imagine, these cats trying to throw this set off. And for continuity purposes, like, you know, it's like, you've got to cut because you can't just have a cat run across in one scene and you got to redo it. And it's like, well, where'd that cat go? So anyway, look for the cats in the trailer park. But I had forgot all about these cats until last week, I was having a conversation with a guy, and he's like, oh, my God, he's a, a PA. He said his roommate took home one of the cats, and it's like it's been the worst cat. It's like tore up furniture. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's it, it didn't want to be domesticated, but this person <laughs> took a stray cat home from a mobile home community in Sunnyside to his midtown apartment, and shocker, it's destroying everything. <laughs>
0: man can't take country cat to the city you know that's, that's what that is wow. i love that and that is so stranger, you
2: things. stranger things what's that bill you haven't watched any stranger things I, i've
1: not i've not watched this season yet my daughter i was like i'm going to watch this with my daughter she's really into the show and by the time i said hey you want you to watch stranger things she's like oh i've already watched the first four and um, i was so, i was so demoralized you know yeah. when your child abandons and betrays you that way you, you take that's it right. to heart yeah, so, when they're not oh, – I have game. I have heard that you that, – is it true that you were going to cover Running Up That Hill in the finale movie?
2: Man. Is that true? Dude, I was at the Braves game the other day. I was um, My wife and I went up there and caught a game for our anniversary, and they have this really cool, like, buy, sell, trade record shop in the battery. There and I'm in. like, wow, how right. are they paying for Because, Bill, yeah. you know, like you're getting rich off of the markup. Yeah. On some of this stuff. Um, and I'm like, but they were so reasonably priced. Anyway, I walk in there and ask for the Kate Bush album. And of course he had it. He had cool. one. And no one had asked him about it yet. And um, man, he literally got it off the shelves from the time that I asked to see it, if he had it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Just, we're going to look around for a minute and kind of dive in here. The dude went up on it 10 bucks, but that's what, you know, he only wanted like nine for it in the oh. to begin, which oh, was... Huh?
1: i paid yeah,
2: 24 it was still a good deal especially considering yeah. the demand right now but um i'll sing it with you man <laughs> i'll go running up that hill with you bill hey, so is it was
1: it the the hounds of love album or one of the collections that's got that on that or what was the album uh, Love, which is one of my favorite albums of all time I've,
2: I don't know. It's just whatever that that when she first originally released it, I don't remember. Yeah. I do yeah. not what it looks like, but it's, honestly, it's like white
1: white frame and she's on like maybe satiny sheets with a I don't know, yeah. On the cover.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's it.
1: I bought a copy uh, of that when it came out at Record Heaven here and it's on this marbleized, you know, gray vinyl. It looks like it's like yeah. Amazing album. Love man,
2: it. I hope for a rebirth of Kate Bush though, man. Well, How was that that that's, These shows can come out in ways that like, you can reach people in, in massive numbers that wasn't that, even possible before. You know, she's probably more popular now than she's ever been in her entire career. Absolutely. Well, and she's done new, you know, to do that. She's no effort, thousands and millions spent yeah. on marketing. They just picked her song and now she may go back out on tour. It's great. There are,
1: there are companies who work on the artist's behalf to, to play songs in things. So I'm sure that's she's probably kissing them constantly but it's funny cuz you know she's been on the ballot for the rock and roll hall of fame the last 2 years at least and she's not very rock and roll but a lot of people in there yeah. aren't rock and roll right but she's half yeah, of them and and i and I'm, I, was, I was i was telling people i was like she's not going to get in on a vote she'll probably get in as an influence cuz anybody Tori Amos on any female singer songwriter with a piano after her she's a huge influence on them yeah. But a lot of people don't know who she is. I mean, and now they do. So she might come up on the ballad next year. And because of this, she's in. It's it's crazy how, how like I say, how fortunes can change on that little thing.
2: The soundtrack is great, though. Um, but I think, and then, so that song debuts in the first episode in the character Max, the young redhead girl that lives, let's see, right. yeah. um, she lives in the trailer park in Sunnyside. Um but she has, later on in the, in the season, she has what's called the, um, the, the Max scene. Like, uh, you'll know it when you see it. So, but it's, a, the song becomes a bigger deal, even though she's just bebopping to it in her headphones in the first episode, sort of nonchalant, walking through, you know, Patrick Henry Halls, and so it really kind of blew up Kate Bush then, but then four or five episodes later this song is actually a much much bigger deal in the context of what's going on and that's anyway cool. yes i love the song i can't stop listening to it like everyone else
0: that's awesome i love that man
2: um, no. i'm running up on in 97 <laughs> degree weather i don't know about you guys but nah, <laughs> i wouldn't be running up we're
1: not cold. yeah we're halfway through june it's august hot it's crazy it's insane. Tim, we got to ask too, man.
0: I just love that you're in all these things. It's just so cool. And I've been a Walking Dead fan for years, reading the comic books and then seeing the show. And then um, you got me this incredible piece. I, I guess I won't talk too much about it. I don't know if it's contraband or not, but you got me this incredibly
2: cool. That's the word, allegedly, maybe.
0: Allegedly, yes. I- got you something allegedly got me something but it's the coolest thing in the world man it's hanging in my office i love it to death um but then i found out that you're doing this other stuff and again i don't know how much you can say or not in the comic book world that is blowing my mind because um like i said, i'm a comic book fan i love the the move well i want to love the movies that dc makes <laughs> <laughs> um i'm a huge superman fan so anything D.C. related, anything Justice League, even a Justice League adjacent um, is incredible to hear about. And you're maybe allegedly doing some cool things on some property now or have been. So I think
2: I'm allowed to say that I'm doing it. Okay. I think I'm, I'm not allowed to um, show y'all what the sets look like and tell you right. who's well, doing it or confirm anything. But I can tell you that I have been working on – DC's new Blue Beetle superhero movie yes. with host of superstars just like people that I it's weird to get in one day like like kind of starstruck excited sort of like at a loss for words for George Lopez and then like Susan Sarandon it's like such a contrast <laughs> One moment you're just like totally different reasons obviously but like holy cow how can you be so excited about two totally different type of people but yet they are on this set and um part of this movie so I don't know you know it's going to be funny um it's going to be the action scenes they got some of the best stunt coordinators and stunt guys in the world um and that was really cool to get to work on second unit um, maybe a third of it. And it was a different world. I've never worked with stunt guys. I didn't do any stunts, but um, I've never like watched them up close. You think you just want to watch like the, the big name people. You want to watch, you know, the legends, the icons, the, the, the celebrity movie stars but they're just doing lines, you know, and like, you can watch them and they'll mess up and you'll be like, man, just what's so hard about saying this one line, you know, you know what it is. They, you keep practicing it. Like, come on, just nail it. But then when you watch guys do these fight scenes that they have been rehearsing and practicing for maybe six months prior to us even shooting and you watch it happening and you watch them flying through the air on these cables and cords and these giant cranes and, all the green screen, like, it's cool even before all the special effects get put in, you know? Like, all the stuff that we're gonna end up, the way we're gonna see it when we watch it in the theater, even watching it cool is, like, really, really impressive. Like, nothing's sped up, Mm -hmm. you know? It's not, um, you know, it's just, I've never seen anything like that. And these guys, you know, from all the Transformers and Mortal Kombat's, um, gosh, what else? You, you name it. This guy, that the the second unit director, the stunt coordinator, JJ, um, he's done a lot of stuff with Van Dam, which sadly I was very impressed by. I don't know why, um, <laughs> but he's been in it so long. So um, the director uh, and Hell um, is the first, you know, first Latino director to get to direct a a, a, a superhero movie, and. Um, predominantly the first Latino cast, the first starring Latino superhero in this um, superhero universe. But they surrounded the director with like some of the best that's ever done it, like assistant directors and the stunt coordinators and some of these guys. So it's gonna be so cool to watch come together because the director has a really, really incredible artistic eye. And then you've got these other guys that pay attention to these kind of other details and areas, and, and just I cannot wait to see it all come together. Um, it's been so fun and so funny at the same time. Like it's crazy how much action pack and butt kicking there is, but yet yeah, laughs too. So I'm excited. I love that, man. I'm excited for you, Tim. I can't the wait. Suit, to see the suit is incredible. Oh, I, I cannot wait to think about, about it. Blue Beetle. Um, when I got the opportunity, I had to Google it. Like, probably a few others and then i had to go see bill like blue bill what's the deal here like is there comic you know like get me up to speed um but there were some photos leaked of an outside shoot where the blue beetle smashes into this car yeah. and fans the twitterverse and like everyone went crazy because this they approve of the suit you know and like that's a big thing i'm not a comic book guy i don't want to say comic book nerd but you know what i mean like yeah. i don't I don't know enough I like Batman and like anybody else I don't like a bad Batman suit but it is a big 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 deal when we find out what these suits look like and apparently overwhelming approval for the suit yeah.
0: and to be clear Tim did not leak those photos i me be very
2: no. clear about that No, no 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 I wasn't there I wasn't outside that day
0: Tim, can we announce though on the podcast that you are in fact the Blue Beetle? Is that okay to say or no?
2: I am not the Blue Beetle. Man. They got a, a kid that just turned, um, just turned twenty-one a couple days ago. Oh yeah, um, I saw that. That's the dude from uh, Cobra Kai. He is right off of yes. Cobra Kai. Oh, cool. His best fan. This guy, this kid is, and he is the amazing. most humble, nicest. Um, I didn't say his name for the longest time because I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. Because even though my last name's Gonzalez, I have no understanding of the Spanish alphabet. Um, but his name is like X-O-L-O, but it's pronounced Sholo. Oh, cool. But he is, um, man, for a kid that's got it all sort of blowing up at the same time for him. Oh, yeah. I mean you talk about coming off of cobra kai which was just a huge 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 success and still going yeah still going yeah to now cast and have that kind of mantle that weight put on you of like you're the first latino superhero getting its own standalone movie um he's so nice and humble and works so hard like he would just talk to us and hang out with us and like fist bump us when we did a good job and vice versa. Like he was just so cool. Um, I was just blown away by a kid that age being that way, because, you know, if he just wanted to have his nose in his phone all day and just sort of be in his own world, Mm -hmm. rightfully so. Right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. This is movies kind of, I've known they were doing it for a little while, but the more I think about it, the more I think it has that, uh, it's it's got a, such potential because it's an unknown property to most people. Most people don't know much about Blue Beetle. They certainly don't know about the Jaime version of Blue Beetle. But culturally, it has the potential to do like Black Panther did, where here's, as you were saying, it's the first Latino you know, superhero movie. It has, to, of, of the scale, certainly, and it has that possibility because people like to be represented. They like to see themselves on the screen, and there's a lot of Latinos out there who will, if this movie is halfway decent, we'll flock to see it, hopefully, and, and everybody else as well. And it'll, it, it, I think those things go a long way to just us, our understanding of each other in, in, in weird ways. People, Black Panther was, was absolutely huge. And, and I don't know if this, will, I don't see if this could be maybe that huge, but it, it's got such potential. So hopefully they don't I, blow it. Hopefully, turn the I, movie for everybody. At
2: least based on the way Twitter looks, they're really excited. Yeah. And I got to work a couple of the other guys that were on the second unit, like I was. Again, I don't know how. I, I, I know it was because of my skin tone and last name, which has never worked in my favor. Not <laughs> time me carrying the last name and the skin tone, um, have I known the Spanish when spoken to me? But uh, I was there. Uh, but all the other ones did, right? They are what you said. They're so excited, so honored. They would have done it for free. Yeah. They feel like they are part of history. And not to like over-dramatize uh, it or overstate it, but that's how they feel is like, we're represented. This is our, like, they don't want to screw up. Yeah. You know, we've got a first time Latino director, which could be a good thing and bad thing, you know, but it's like, it's it's the first time this has been allowed to happen uh, at this scale. And, and the, the leading, you know, the leading guy. And so it's a huge risk, but they all feel like they're part of history um, so I, I think you're right, man. I think that um, that market is really going to get behind it, and I think that um, I don't know, man. We could see we could see a franchise. You know, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that
0: Black Adam coming out with the Rock launches the DC universe into a much better direction. Um, yeah, because they. I don't know for years I have loved Superman, but every time I see a Superman movie, I want to throw my (coughs) TV in the window. Like it's so (laughs) aggravating and frustrating. Um, Or just to see when Man of Steel came out, I enjoyed the movie, but then just to see it's like tripping and stumbling along the way with everything that comes out with it. Like nothing's connected, nothing flows. So I'm hoping that when the flash comes out, um, it ends with Grant Gustin being the new flash. And then we all get to reset everything. I mean, I I don't know. I I was excited about the flash and it seems like Ezra Miller just can't keep his hands off of people and his mouth shut. Um, so that's going to have to change. He can't remain the flash. I wouldn't think. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited about the blue beetle excited about black Adam, um, Aquaman too. I hope it's good, but there's issues there too. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Did you find a petition, Jody? I did not. <laughs> I try not to get involved in online petitions, you know. Just <laughs> don't want my name on things. <laughs> um, but guys, we've been going for a little while now, so we're probably going to be wrapping it up. But I want to thank Bill for being here again. Bill, you mentioned Instagram, you mentioned Facebook and YouTube, but where yes. can people go to actually find the unnamed band project?
1: So it is. So we are again uh on facebook i post new we put up try to put something new every sunday we ever and so every sunday i'll, I'll generally will post almost every sunday a uh a new video new, usually a new song i've got a few in the in the works right now uh, including a james bond song that we did for this uh, awesome for holy crap records they do these compilations they're part of we've done a few things for them they're part of musicians for overdose prevention and they'll do compilation albums which benefit that so it's, that's, that's awesome. really cool. we're, we're glad to be involved with that uh, so it's Jay and Bill's unnamed band project. The easiest way to just see the stuff is going to, it's probably YouTube. So every, everything, pretty much everything we've done is on, on YouTube. And there are I have a cat I have them in categories where there's a playlist of originals, which starts from our first, from that, uh, Harry Potter as or a Hogwarts song. I mentioned on to the one we put up last week. Uh, and then there's one that's covers, which the covers range, all over the place we've got you know some uh Tom Waits and Neil Young and promise and you name it there's all kinds of, and and again some of those are pretty bad my I will say it's it's a low-fi no-fi sometimes I call it where I'm like <laughs> my production my singing and production values are not great and um, many of them some of them suffer uh the, the, I, I say everything's a demo some of them suffer from bad mics or me <laughs> not knowing where to put the mics or us only having one mic and trying to split it between me singing and Jay playing electric bass and drums and that's a recipe for disaster but the the videos are always fun at the very least and if you you don't don't like if you don't like the videos the first time you watch them watch them with captions on which are hilarious so because the captions are often it auto does auto captions and they're bizarre uh being honest youtube like i said probably the best place to find jay and bill's unnamed band project uh there's the facebook page i post and there's more like content as far as me writing things about the songs and occasionally about the process uh, on facebook as well and instagram is, is pretty much just the videos and not everything's on there sometimes instagram will let you load like i did a six minute song and it wouldn't it wouldn't at that point wouldn't let me load the whole thing up so that one's not on there things like that are missing uh yeah, but, but yeah that's and, and uh but, but, but that's you know that's largely it we do, have <laughs> if you and if you fall in love with the band, and there is a song about the shirt. So I wrote a song about the shirt. Uh, so David Lapham again, this ties comics and music together. David Lapham is a writer and artist, mostly known for Stray Bullets, but he, he's currently doing some Bat uh, Batman stuff for DC again. He's done Batman, Punisher, started at Valiant way back when. I uh, was the first artist on Harbinger and several titles for them. Way been a, been a, a, a vet for years. Uh, Jim Shooter kind of handpicked him when he was a Kids, sort of but david leifman had a uh, did a commission for me of the of us and it's it's I, i'm absolutely in love with the piece and we just I was like we're doing this as a t-shirt and so i've got those for sale in the store so if you if you if all 12 listeners will uh listen to us on youtube and say i've got to have a picture or a band shirt for this band come by the store Bungie's comics at 120 east taylor that's me or Bungie's comics griffin on facebook yeah I don't know. I got nothing else to plug. Well, listen,
2: (laughs) we cannot let him get out of here. Then that was the longest plug I've ever heard. Tell me about it. Once I get, (laughs) stop. Wow, dude, did you used to like? That sounds like you went to a NASCAR school. Like you covered everything at the end of a race. You came in fourth place (laughs) with nail, and that's how they're going to continue to invest more money in you, because as long as you can spit all that out effortlessly and flawlessly like you did. Anyway, um, so we do something on our podcast, and, which I thought you were describing, by the way, at one point. But um, since we have we have literally one of the top and I don't just say this because he's got these things on his wall that verify top <laughs> lawyers in the state and Jody Sellers here and um, we cannot let him get out of here. Or you get out of here without doing something on that show that we like to call wrestling with the law wrestling
0: with the law oh i'm wrestling with the law i can't sleep and i can't eat i got questions some simple some complicated oh wrestling with the law wrestling with the law They got answers and advice for all wrestling with the law. Total
1: podcast wrestling with the law.
2: Yes. Let's do it. Out of left field. Okay. Full, Full vulnerability here. I just want you to lean into this. What is something that you're wrestling with the law with right now? Thing, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, it could be alleged, you know, like, what is a legal question that you just wonder, like, is that is that real? Was that legal? Gosh. To wrestling with, Bill. I should have,
1: I should have thought about this beforehand. Oh, we, we don't let,
2: no, it just kind of oh, has to come. Jeez.
1: I, I never really had any run-ins with the law.
2: It I'm doesn't such, have to be a run-in I'm, you've I'm had. I'm such a
1: good boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Let me think on that for a minute. I'm okay. gonna do some more plugs while I'm thinking about. No, no.
2: no that's uh, funny. That's funny. I, I
1: think you mentioned that because uh, <laughs> about wrestling, AEW wrestling, uh, which has been really good. But uh, what is the mask? announcer guy i can't even think of his name excalibur excalibur is the guy that's got all the reads for all the products or all the upcoming events and he is jamming those in whenever he can it is so hilarious to me i'm like man can he fit that in and he's just he's so good at just i mean it's it's obvious what he's doing but he's he's sticking those in there uh well i guess that we bring up the wrestling
2: with the law bill wrestling with the law uh, well, been what, at so, okay is
1: just, that so the wrestling thing makes me think here i mean sadly uh, jeff hardy has had yet another dui what is how what is the is there a limit? I mean, how, how many DUIs can one man have? have? And is, the, is there progressive Should there be progressive penalties for them or? Yeah, great question, Bill.
0: Uh, it's really on a state by state basis because DUIs are state level offenses, meaning it's not a federal charge. So for in Georgia, for example, um, DUIs can eventually accumulate into what we call an habitual violator and they become felony offenses. And as a felony in Georgia, that means prison time. That doesn't mean county jail. It means prison, going down to Jackson, getting processed, and then um, you know sitting somewhere for any length of time, depending on the severity of your DUI. So in Georgia, um, if you get five, I believe it is, um, in a, I want to say 10-year period, don't quote me on that. I always want to look back at the statutes as an attorney to confirm, but um, that's an habitual violator. If you get so many DUIs in such a short span of time, it becomes a felony offense. Um, now, even if you don't hit that habitual violator mark in the state of Georgia, yes, as you accumulate those DUIs in a certain time span, the penalties do increase. A DUI, what we call a first in five years or a first in 10, is going to have less ramifications than a second DUI in five years or a second DUI in 10 years and so forth. And what's ramping up is basically your jail time and the restrictions and penalties on your license. Um, Jail time is gonna ramp up from 24 hours in jail all the way up to 12 months total, depending on your judge, because it's a misdemeanor charge. So your limit is 12 months on probation, jail, or a mix of the two. Um, But also the restrictions on your license increase. First time DUI, you can get your license back within 120 days after you complete a couple of steps. In that meantime, you're able to get a limited driving permit which will allow you to drive to and from work, school, and certain medical emergencies. Um, Once you hit that second DUI, now we're talking about, oh, there goes Tim. I guess he was done. (laughs) We start getting more penalties. The jail time ramps up. Maybe you'll lose your license indefinitely during that period of time. You may be forced to have an intoxilizer machine put on your vehicle before you're actually able to crank it up and drive. So a lot of things kind of ramp up. Now with the Hardy situation, it really depends on where he's getting these DUIs. If he's getting them in different states, you know, those those penalties don't carry over. Um, So you got to wonder if he's getting them just in different locations. And so there's not much of a ramification. I'd be worried about employment, though. You know, most contracts with employers, especially entertainers, have morality clauses. So if they view this as a breach of contract, you you know, he might not just be losing his license, maybe a multimillion dollar contract. I don't know. Great question, though. And I guess. Tim didn't care about the answer, so yeah. he, he left. Um, you know, normally Tim signs us off, um, but I do need to head on out. So I guess what we're going to do is we're going to wrap the show up together. Bill, what do you say? Sounds good to <laughs> Awesome, Bill. Thank you again for being here, Bill. Oh, we really
1: appreciate have- it. Have a man. Have a fun. Uh,
0: yeah. Hey, check out Bungie's Comics if you're ever in Griffin, Georgia. Check out um, Jay and Bill's Unnamed Band Project. They're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Check out the videos. Um, if you notice any copyright infringement issues, let me know. We'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> I, I,
1: I worry about that all. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> We've had a great time. Uh, we did have a lot of technical issues today, a lot of audio and video. Um, so as Alt- Tim normally says, oh, there he is. He might. He just came back on the Zoom to say this one line. Oh, his, let's see if we can get him his in. His phone
1: is overheated. Ah, Tim, you're back. <laughs> we
0: just wrapped up the show. I was about to say your trademark line um so if you can hear me i would love for you to to wrap us up and send this out in tall tale style let's see if we can get him to do it
2: oh well, yeah of course man i hate that i missed all that because i'm coming back <laughs> again Fifth uh, jesus man i hope y'all got the text it's bad when you start feeling like you need proof it's just like all right it's not funny the gag is old all right cool but like it just i can't make this stuff up um but your but,
0: iPhone needs to cool down before you can use it
2: yeah I'm doing too much but Bill man it's just been so fun it's been awesome we got to do this again okay. uh, definitely want to have you on and let's get together let's do it right let's go to Uncle Bobby's let's gather around that circle circular uh, bench there and uh, that booth, and let's let's do this again sometime but um, Jody thank you again for this you are, you're the best, and why don't you tell people where they can find you if you hadn't already?
0: Yeah, uh, The Seller's Law Firm, 770-415-9848 for all your legal needs or the thesellerslawfirm.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube as well. But don't forget to check out Tall Tales. It's www.talltalespod.com. From there, you can find our uh, merch at prowrestlingteescom talltales, but there's a link on the website. We're also on social media: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TallTailsPod. Pod. Subscribe, leave those five-star reviews, and if you're going and make Bruno, a review, tell us why. And Bruno, oh, and Bruno, man, I got a whole episode about Bruno. Uh, oh. Got got a new beautiful mini golden doodle. Um, had some run-ins with some health scares this past weekend. So, wow. in the next episode of Tall Tales, we're going to go into that. with a new dog. Yes, I'm telling you, man, yeah, it's that's real, real. And that bills are not pretty. <laughs> that's where
2: yeah, well, are you uh, lawyer up? Huh? Is that what we're going to do? We'll rather, go find what out. Is, what is this? Man, this is a roller coaster of thought here. <laughs> I don't know. If I, the I, law sorry, firm. bad, mad. What am I standing for, Jody, on this upcoming <laughs> episode of the new seller's law firm dog, Bruno? But go check them out. You'll love them. The seller's law firm, you can find all that stuff. Um, but hey, we'll try to do better the next time.
0: Dedication, compassion,
2: and integrity. We've got the experience and expertise. When you need some help and you feel like there's nowhere to go. You can count on us for everything you need to know. Where clients become family